Holy Willie's Prayer. This is a LibriVox recording. Recording by Charles MacDonald. Holy Willie's Prayer by Robert Burns. O thou that in the heavens does dwell, O as it pleases best thy cell, Sends ye into heaven and tend to hell, All for thy glory, And no for any good or ill they've done before thee. I bless and praise thy matchless might, When thousands thou hast left in night, That I am here before thy sight, For gifts and grace, A burning and a shining light To all this place. What was I, or my generation, That I should get sick exultation? I, who deserved most just damnation For broken laws, Six thousand years ere my creation, Through Adam's cause. When from my mother's womb I fell, Thou might he plunged me deep in hell, To gnash my gums and weep and wail In burning lakes, Where damned devils roar and yell, Chained to their stakes. Yet I am here a chosen sample, To show thy grace is great and ample. I'm here a pillar of thy temple, Strong as a rock, A guide, a buckler and example To all thy flock. But yet, O Lord, confess I must, At times I'm fashed with fleshy lust, And sometimes too in worldly trust Vile self gets in, but thou remembers we are dust, defiled with sin. O Lord, yestreen thou kens we meg, thy pardon I sincerely beg. O may it ne'er be a living plague to my dishonour, and I'll ne'er lift a lawless leg again upon her. Besides, I further mourn a thou, well, easy's lass, three times a trow. But, Lord, that Friday I was foo when I come near her, or else thou kens thy servant true would never steer her. Maybe thou lets this fleshy thorn buffet thy servant e'en and morn, lest he our proud or high should turn that he's sae gifted. If say, thy hand mon e'en be born until thou lift it. Lord, Bless thy chosen in this place, For here thou has a chosen race. But God, confound their stubborn face And blast their name, O bring thy elders to disgrace and open shame. Lord, mind Gon Hamilton's deserts, He drinks and swears and plays at curts, Yet has so many taken airts with great and small, Frae God's ain priest the people's hearts he steals a war. And when we chasten him, therefore, Thou kens how he bred sick a splore, And set the world in a roar o' laughing at us. Curse thou his basket and his store, Kale and potatoes. Lord, hear my earnest cry and prayer Against that presbytery o air. Thy strong right hand, Lord, mak it bear upon their heads. Lord, visit them, and dinna spare for their misdeeds. O Lord, my God, that glib-tongued aching, My very heart and flesh are quaking to think How we stood sweating, shaken, and pished with dread, While he, with hanging lip and snaking, held up his heed. 
Lord, in thy day of vengeance try him. Lord, visit them who did employ him, and pass not in thy mercy by them, nor hear their prayer. But for thy people's sake, destroy them, and did spare. But, Lord, remember me and mine, it were mercies temporal and divine, that I, for grace and gear, may shine, excelled by mean, and all the glory shall be thine. Amen. Amen. Epitaph on Holy Willie Here Holy Willie's sair-worn clay tacks up its last abode. His soul has ta'en some other way, I fear the left-hand road. Stop. There he is, as sure as a gun. Poor silly buddy, see him. Nay wonder he's as black's the grun. Observe who's standing wi' him. Your brunstained devilship, I see, has got him there before ye. But hod your nine-tailed cat a wee, till yence you've heard my story. Your pity I will not implore, for pity ye have nane. Justice, alas, has gain him o'er, and mercy's day is gain. But hear me, sir, deal as ye are. Look something to your credit. A kiff like him would stain your name, if it were kent ye did it. Death and Dr. Hornbook, A True Story, by Robert Burns Some books are lies from end to end, and some great lies were never penned, even ministers, they have been known, in holy rapture, a rousing fib at times to vend and nail it with scripture. But this that I am going to tell, which lately on a night befell, is just as true as the deal is in hell or Dublin city, that ever he nearer comes to ourselves it is a great pity. The village ale had made me jolly, I was not drunk, but just had plenty, I staggered now and then, but yet took care always to clear the ditches, and hillocks, stones, and bushes, knew always from ghosts and witches, the rising moon began to shine the distant Cummock hills out over, to count her horns, with all my power I set myself, but whether she had three or four I could not tell that I had come round about the hill and toddling down on Willie's mill, setting my staff with all my skill to keep me steady although leeward sometimes, against my will, I took a run that I there with something did meet, that put me in a ghostly dread, an awful scythe, Across one shoulder, clear dangling, hung, a three-pronged fish spear on the other lay, large and long, its stature seemed two scotch ells long, the queerest shape that ever I had seen, for fiend a belly it had it all, and then its legs, they were as thin, as sharp and small as cheeks of horse bridle, good evening, said, friend. Have you been mowing when other folk are busy sewing? It seemed to make a kind of halt but nothing spoke dot at length, says I, friend. Where are you going, Will? Ye go back, it spoke right hollow, my name is Death, but be not afraid. Said I, good faith, you are maybe come to stop my breath. But heed me, comrade, I advise you well, take care of damage, see, there is a large knife. Good man, said he, put up your blade, I am not designed to try its metal, but if I did, I would be difficult to be unmannerly, I would not mind it, not that spittle over my beard, well, well, says I, a bargain be it, come, give your hand, and say we are agreed, we will ease our legs, and take a seat, come, give me your news, this while you have been on many a road at many a house, yes, yes, said he, and shook his head, it is even a long, long time indeed since I began to nick the thread and choke, 
The breath folk must do something for their bread and so must death. Six thousand years are well nigh fled since I was to the butchering bread and many a scheme in vain has been laid to stop or scare me, until one hornbook has taken up the trade and faith. He will worst me, you know Jock Hornbook in the village, devil make his scrotum into tobacco pouch. He has grown so well acquainted with Buchan and other fellows, the children hold out their fingers laughing and poke my buttocks. See here is a scythe, and there is a dart they have pierced many a gallant heart, but Dr. Hornbook with his art and cursed skill has made them both not worth a fart damned small quantity they will kill. It was but yesterday, no further gone I threw a noble throw at one, with less, I am sure, I have hundred slain but I do not care a straw, it just went tinkle on the bone but did no more, Hornbook was nearby with ready art and had so fortified the part that when I looked to my dart it was so blunt nothing of it would have pierced the heart of a cabbage stalk, I drew my scythe in such a fury, I nearly tumbled with my hurry but yet the bold apothecary withstood the shock, I might as well have tried to dig a quarry of hardwind rock even them he cannot get attended although their face he never had known it just shit in a cabbage blade and send it as soon as he smells it both their disease and what will cure it at once he tells it and then all doctors saws and knives of all dimensions shapes and metals all kinds of boxes mugs and bottles he is sure to have their latin names as fast he rattles as abc calcs of fossils earth and trees true salmarinum of the seas the farina of beans and peas, he has it in plenty, aquafontis, what you please, he can content you, besides some new, uncommon weapons, urinus spiritus of capons, or might horn shavings, filings, scrapings, distilled purse, salalkali of midgetail clippings, and much more, woe is me for Johnny Ged's hole now, said I, if that these news be true, his nice calf grazing plot where daisies grew so white and bonny, no doubt they will split it with the plow, they will ruin Johnny. The creature groaned an unearthly laugh and says, You need not yoke the plough, churchyards will soon be tilled enough, take you no fear, they will all be trenched with many a ditch in two or three years, where I killed one, a fair straw death by loss of blood or want of breath, this night I am free to take my oath, that Hornbook's skill has clad a score in their last cloth by drop and pill, an honest weaver to his trade, whose wife's two fists were scarce well bred, got two pennies worth to mend her. Head, when it was sore, the wife crept quietly to her bed but never spoke more, a country laird had taken the colic or some commotion in his stomach, his only son for hornbook sense and pays him well, the lad, for two good pet ewes, was laird himself, a lovely girl, you knew her name, some ill-brewed drink had put up her belly, she trusts herself, to hide her shame in hornbook's care, horn sent her off to her long home to hide it there. That is just a sample of hornbook's way. Thus goes he on from day to day, thus does he poison, kill, and slay, and is well paid for it, yet stops me of my lawful prey with his damned dirt, but, hark! I will tell you of a plot, although do not you be speaking of it, I will nail the self-conceited sot as dead as a herring, next time we meet, I will wager a groat, he gets his reward. But just as he began to tell, the old church clapper struck the bell some small short hour beyond the twelve, which raised us both, I took the way that pleased myself and so did death.